fun. Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America and sometimes dealing with Andrew Henderson's nonsense just because he wants to hear himself talk. Coming to us from the UK and Jay Truett on a Tuesday from Missouri. Is he in Missouri? Is he in Missouri? Missouri. Yeah. You already got it for the money. I'm back from DC. You already got your (laughs) one. Yeah. I came home. I told you I was a, I knew, uh, excuse sign the cheese today. All that new cash smell makes me sneeze. No, they're handing out cash. Uh, yeah. It's straight Andrew, cash. Andrew, you, you, you don't actually think they wait until the check is signed before they decide where it's going to go, do you? <laughs> That's all pre-planned. He had to get no. there before the check is signed because now it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. No, he's collected. Yeah. He's collected. I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure about your choice of wallpaper, though. I have to say, um, it looks it's like something that. Um, yeah, it does look like a prison. Actually, I must say, I, 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 is it actually wallpaper? That's the next question. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Jay. Jay, I'm I would not play this game because. You're talking to a guy who, more times than not, is coming to us live in front of a statue of Buddha. So just, just ignore him. Yeah. All right. Very calming, though. It's very, very calming, though. It's very calming. I don't know what to say. I'm taking, taking orders from. Yeah. (laughs) So Jay, what is the other? How was your trip to DC today? On a serious note. Come on. No. Spit it out, Jay. So the bill was. The the bill was what everybody thought it was going to be, and uh, there's not. I mean, there's not really a big surprise about it. You know, it, it's a roughly a trillion dollar bill that includes um, a little bit of road and bridge money. Uh, it includes some money for our grid, which going to help us, you know, up and produce cleaner power. Uh, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Broadband, all those sorts of things, and then the rest of it was a bunch of handouts to people. We're standing in line on Pennsylvania Avenue, and so, I mean, it is what it is, right? And we've we've all known what was in this package for quite some time. It's not terribly. It is pretty much all laid out. It's all been delivered. Uh, I I I do want to point out though that the whole point the whole point of this and the dangerous thing that happened last week when uh, a handful of Republicans crossed over and helped get this deal passed, but they had the votes in the house, they needed them um, uh, without the Republicans. It, it, I, that's why I really don't understand why they did it. But the truth of the matter is, now we're set up to do what we've talked about kind of all along so that we can just start a, a pure old spill now uh, on social welfare that has nothing to do with creating jobs, helping the economy, or anything else. They'll be. We're going to do the cli- the real climate now. Uh, we're going to do the uh, uh, all of these uh, pre daycare or kindergarten, kinder care, daycare, education funding packages, and uh, 
let's just see where this goes. It's going to be crazy. And for all the people that think how that Joe Manchin saved you about 10 days ago, I don't mean to cast this as at the guy because he did do the right thing at the time to think that that's going to be permanent. Don't kid yourself. Uh, we got it. We yeah, have, we'll, we'll have to re, you know, refight the whole battle in center. Actually, actually, Jay, I'm I'm less worried about a guy in West Virginia than I am two senators and a House member from my home state of Nebraska who all voted for it. All three supposedly in the Republican yeah. Party. That is a bigger deal than what happened in, in West Virginia, in my mind. And everybody should take a look at what happened at home and not forget it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, you people. So it it is possible that included in that package was something unique for Nebraska that I just haven't been able to kind of deal. I looked for it, trying to find find those nuggets, you know, that that sent people to the edge. I don't know what it is that they need to explain it. They, they need to explain why it was. Um, what the value was that, that you got out of it. I couldn't find it. And I'm guessing it probably more, more than anything, it had something to do with the funding that was made available in the provisions because Nebraska is a dependent state, um, uh, maybe more so than states. And, and maybe it had something to do with, um, I don't know. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't find anything specific or unique enough uh, that I would have that I would have crossed over the aisle. I would have forced the Democrats to pass this bill and own it on their own. Uh, but uh, but it didn't work out that way, right? And so we and are where we are. And where and you'll we are in. is I, uh, listen, I w- in, in Washington, D.C., and what the media will start to tell you over the next couple of weeks is that bonding plan is in dire shape, right? We'll start telling you that. The more you hear it, the more that you should expect that they're putting one together in the background uh, that ends up being the reconciliation bill. Here here in about three weeks, uh, I think this fourth, we're going to pass attention to the debt, right? That will take us at least to the end of the year, if not into January, a few days. Uh, because remember the new, the, the each Congress kind of lasts until um, uh, into January. The South have slightly different days for when uh, they shift around a bit. But with that said, the bills, uh, uh, the budget uh, resolution um, that we've that we've already passed includes uh, 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 the to move move in this direction, and they're going to do it, and the, it. It's going to happen. And uh, I, I, I told Trent uh, earlier that if you listen to the conversation that's taking place in Washington, D.C. right now, uh, among people who were at people like me to evaluate tax policy and stuff like that, and, and to just give them feedback, my feedback was, you guys are crazy. I mean, absolutely insane. And... And they are going to consider uh, what I would what I call a transformation of the tax uh, and revenue structure in the United States, and people are going to be surprised at it when 
it comes about. But this is no different than the strategy that we saw uh, and how they actually passed that when they really didn't have the votes and they went through committee and it really never did, did uh, get talked about. Um, we're, we're doing exactly the same thing again, in my, my opinion. And we'll see if God bless America. But if I'm right... Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You haven't been wrong so far. You haven't been wrong so far. I give you a lot of credit for that. My question to you is, so what you're actually saying is, this time, it will be passed through committee. It won't require the renegade politicians to pass it. Is that what you're saying? Well, through the reconciliation process, which means that um, the leadership develops a package. There won't even be a committee. Um, it, this will come purely from Nick Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's office. And, and they can do most of the damage without um, needing a, a Republican vote anywhere in the process. Okay, that, that's that's actually reassuring uh, because I hope you're right about that, and and you probably will be right about that. You you, you seem to have your finger on the pulse of all this, and I give you great credit for that. So I I, I wonder um, because yesterday, as you know. Um, um, Mr. Bannon had his day in court. Um, he gave up himself voluntarily, and then he used, what I can understand, um, a very eminent lawyer to make his case um, to what he was charged against in terms of his uh, uh, indictments from Congress. And um, I then watched, or sorry, listened and watched to the program last night, where he outlined their plan of attack. I don't know whether, have you two seen what he intends to do? Mm. Because I think this is quite amazing. No, you but see? you have to wait to share that with us when we come back. I want to remind okay. you that Neo 40 is now NO2U. It's nitric oxide. It is Dr. Nathan Bryan's company, and he is the one who put together this supplementation that will build your immune system and help you fight off any challenge that comes in front of you from a disease standpoint and prevent them, even some that you may create yourself. Nitric oxide, the key component to a healthy living. NO2U.com. NO2U.com. Put Trent as a coupon code. You get a 10% discount and you pay no shipping. We're back with more Roll Route and Andrew on Steve Bannon after this. Welcome back. Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson checking in from the UK. Jay Truett, nowhere close to the UK. He's closer to Nevada, although it's called Nevada. Missouri. Um, so, Andrew, I interrupted you, and you wanted to get rolling again. What are you rolling yeah. about? I'm, ro I'm rolling about Steve Bannon, uh, his disclosure last night, and I'm using the word disclosure uh, with two meanings here, that um, he thinks that Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden have just made the biggest mistake, political mistake they've ever made, and that is to indict him as an individual, to give his uh, cell phone data and other data about his meetings with the President of the United States, as was then, 
prior to January the 6th. And as a court has already um, uh, given a say on that information being shared by the public because of its, um, uh, of the, obviously the, the president, the sitting president's right at any time to keep secret anything that he may or may not be discussing with either uh, leaders of the foreign work, the foreign countries in other, uh, in other areas, but also his own team or people who've been part of his own team, of which Steve Bannon is one. And what he was actually saying was that, um, and I thought this was brilliant, was that he's been asked to give the FBI and the, the uh, unconstitutional January 6th committee information which at this moment in time a judge has said is not allowed to be shared. And that's true. So what that now means is that he is going to go on the attack. And what he said was, actually, I want disclosure of all the information pertaining to January the 6th. If, if we are going to have to give our information out, and I suddenly realise this is part of a plan, then you're going to give all your information. And that includes, Nancy Pelosi, why did you refuse to bolster the security when you were asked to do so? And what are on these other 44,000 hours of videotape that he's already got, by the way, that's Bannon, showing FBI and CIA agents were actually part of the whole plan. And so he's suggesting that they might have scored the biggest political own goal in history. And that's why he was talking last night, because he made it quite clear to the people that were trying to indict him that he actually couldn't physically apply that information because it was under a court restriction right at this time. So I thought it was been actually, because that is true. His, the data, that uh, the information they've asked him to supply, and that subpoena, subpoena, is under a court. It's been blocked by the courts at this moment in time. So he couldn't go and give that information to the Senate um, committee. Quite brilliant, really. I think this is going to blow up in the face of everybody involved on both sides of the party, and I hope it does quickly. Because in yeah. real America, that's not rural America, real America, people are struggling. They can't continue to operate their business. They can't find somebody to work in a business. Absolutely. They can't get a $20 part to keep their $2 million piece of machinery alive. All of these things are affecting people day in and day out. And these, these buffoons in D.C. want to just continue to play political games that are beyond, above and beyond anything anybody could ever imagine. And it's going to cause all of them to get unelected. And I'm going to be there to make sure it happens. I agree with you. And that's, and that's what is, he's not elected. And, and, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and it also tied in with, he took it right away, right up to, you know they're going to try and make a huge thing out of January the 1st. They're going to try and make some sort of um, annual event in terms of commemorating, you know, this so-called insurrection. They are playing a very dangerous game. And as you know today, we're going to see, um, we're, we're very likely to see the complete acquittal of uh, Rattensburg, uh, or whatever his name is. And when that happens as well, it's now been proven that the prosecution lied enormously to the American people because they didn't think there was any video evidence to counteract their lies. And it turned out there was. And I, again, I think that's going to be a huge point of change in the understanding of American people when they see 
the absolute lies this case has shown up from the, the, the liberal <laughs> left. And uh, I do. I, I, I also have to tell you that this is resonating here in the UK now, and I didn't expect it to. We're begin they're beginning to see Joe Biden in a totally different light here. And I didn't think that would happen, but they are beginning to see it now. Well, I have, the only uh, thing I want to have a, Go ahead, Jay. Uh, well, well, no, I was just going to add, I have a bit of a different take on uh, Trent uh, in the fact that I do think um, that there's something that can come out of this and that um, somehow, somewhere, and it may be four years from now, uh, we may still be dragging this in some way uh, for half the rest of our lives. But we will expose the swamp for their participation in all events and the deep state. Uh, I mean, I, I and I think it's imperative that we be able to continue to tie the bow around around what's going on inside our own Department of Justice at some point. And so there, there's, there's, there, you're everything else that you said though. I, I couldn't agree with more. Washington D.C. is fiddling as Rome burns, and if you haven't just if you haven't filled up a tank of diesel late or tried to do something like buy an eighteen four tractor tire for goodness sakes, right? Um, or a pickup tire, the size, or a or a, an off road pickup tire, right? Um, it, it's bizarre, right? And um, well, with that said. Those things will become self-evident, but it, meanwhile, still need to continue to, to to dismantle itself a little bit here as well. Uh, Jay, are you on the STL natural gas pipeline? I, I am not. I'm a well. No, I don't think so. So you know the story there because in two days, on November the 18th, there is going to be a court ruling because the Biden administration is attempting to shut down yet another pipeline. This happens to be the STL natural gas pipeline that provides 1.7 million homes in Missouri, Alabama, and Mississippi with natural gas to heat their homes. And if they don't, if the court does not rule in favor of the pipeline company and they rule in favor of the Biden administration, they're going to shut off the, the natural gas and heating ability for 1.7 million people. 1.7 million homes, not people. I mean, these are things that yeah, are real that going on in real America. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why? Because we want but to get away I from fossil fuel. My point, my point is, though, that the number one thing that... Um, so the reason that Mr. Young is the... Is the the uh, a governor-elect in Virginia is because they kept fiddling uh, in Virginia. They ignored a problem that everyone blatantly and obviously right in front of their eyes that existed. And so we saw that big flip. My perspective, the very thing that can happen, um, I'm, I feel horrible about what happens in the short, short term, but if, if we're not going to... Um, if I'm going to wake up and pay attention to really what's going on and the fact that we're through Jimmy Carter again, um, almost literally, um, add some, sprinkle some interest rates on top of it, 
this and we are at Jimmy Carter combined with the dose of a good dose of of FDR style trans uh, public policy and uh, you just gotta you just gotta accept accept it and the only way people accept it is if they can see it in hard terms I, I, I watch these stories people I, I listen, I get so really some people out there, okay? And I'm sorry about it, but uh, you, but just think through it with me. I'm almost glad that we've seen an increase in, in food prices at the grocery store. And I'm actually almost glad to see some of these chain issues around because it begs the simple, basic question. And people, once people ask it, you can't unask it. There are questions that we shouldn't have even been been asking them for forty years. Country, why I can't agree, 100%. I get a pick? Why is milk selling for more than it should ever be worth? I mean, in comparison to the farm gate price. I mean, where's the disconnect coming? Yeah, there therein lies the problem is that people are paying more money than ever. I saw bacon in the store this weekend for nine dollars and thirty cents. And the problem is the consumer is being asked to pay that and it's not being passed back to the farmer and the producer of the food itself. That's the issue. We have to take a break. We're halfway through for bacon. Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for cattlemen to be a part of a brand of beef program and doing exactly what we're talking about right here. People pay a premium for this product, but the producer gets paid the premium along with the Lone Creek Cattle Company system and Great Plains beef. Get more detail about the $180 premium over market price for your calves at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. We're back with the second half of Rural Route after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside with the Lou crew, Jay and Andrew. Oh dear. Uh ten forty six for bacon where in Missouri? The in El Dorado Springs. Wow. And I just I looked at it and I just thought, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not even for I you know, you just look at it and you just shake your head. And uh, it's just, you look at it and you go, like, there's just no way any of that equates. Right before I came in, I'm sitting there listening to uh, one of the, you know, few remaining farm radio stations in the world uh, uh, over in Pittsburgh, Kansas, give the market word prop, market word. And I walked walked into the store and I go, like, what the heck? I mean, I can't even, I can't. I can't make this, I can't make this connection work. And I hear people explain to us that somehow or another we have supply shortage in food. We don't have any supply shortage in food. There's zero supply shortage in food. We're not short any food. I mean, I don't see uh, there's uh, any instance uh, that uh, anyone's uh, production uh, dropped significantly enough to warrant the the change in price structure. If that would have been the case, Trent in Farmgate, and we'd be talking this morning mm-hmm. about $250 fed cattle and hogs at three value they're at today. Right. That's what the show okay. would be about so today. I agree with you 100%. Before we closed across the pond this morning, earlier today, Andrew Henderson said there is a shortage of milk in 
the UK. What were you talking about, Andrew? Well, we we have actually that's a great from listening to what Jay has been saying. We have now got food shortages here in the UK in supermarkets, and the reason why is because uh, our inputs have increased so much. Price of steel has tripled. The price of gas has tripled. The price of wood has tripled. And, and on the farm gate price, because of supply and demand, the farm gate price for milk is about 29 pence, or in your currency, about 33-34 cents a litre. And uh, that is for two pints, roughly. And um, we're now seeing that increase to spot price, which is the market price, because the market short of milk, are over 46 cents for a litre. Now, mm-hmm. other reason is twofold. One is... Um, people being off ill COVID on this uh, app system the government has where if somebody gets COVID, everybody that's been in contact with them has to go. But so we have an issue with logistics. And as you know, milk has a shelf life. But the other thing is that the supermarkets themselves, because they've been fighting over the liquid milk and there isn't enough over it, and that's where the price has gone, they are running out of milk very, very quickly because people are panic buying. So there's a two-way reacting to this it's not just there isn't enough milk but people are starting to panic by and that's why jay i just want to you've been right about <coughs> almost everything in terms of what's happening in washington dc but here's the thing in january i i've have in my offices refurbished um i've been waiting two years for this because of uh, uh, we had an issue with planning permission in that time the actual job that's going to be done in my office has increased by 40 percent and I've been told that the first thing that happens when you're going to see a major economic bust up in terms of shortages goods is when demolition companies start winding up. And this week we've heard in the UK that demolition companies starting to wind up. So that means that buildings aren't being knocked down for new buildings to be built in city centres, etc. And what I'm trying to say to you here is that these increases in prices in fuel, in gas, in, uh, in steel in wood and also in food provisions because of logistic issues and freight costs of treble. We're going to be waiting four years for people to realise that the inflation rate's not 5 or 10%, it's actually 40%. And we're going to see that start to manifest itself in yeah. January, as you are, regardless of what gets passed through your, your, your House of uh, uh, your Senate. You're going to be in a major, massive, and I, I mean massive recession, by January. It isn't going to be three years down the line. It's going to be January. Because that's when all these requotations come up annually, some of them six monthly, these prices are going to take effect. And then you've got a, you've got a situation where you've got low interest rates, people's wages are increasing, and yet their costs are spiralling out of control. You can forget your tax increases. That's nothing to worry about. Because it's not going to be tax going to kill people here. It's going to be day-to-day increases in natural goods. We cannot supply here at the moment. I don't know whether you you've, you know this. You know Skoda cars, BMWs, they're not being manufactured in Europe because they've got no chips. All this yeah. is about to hit the fan. It's not going to be 2024 when it hits the fan. It's about to hit the fan now. So I don't know. Maybe you think no, politically people can survive now. that. Andrew, it's happening now. So I don't understand how you don't I, think there'll be so, political so fallout from this until... Me the midterms i don't see that oh oh i oh i absolutely do think that there's going to be some fallout won't occur 
till midterms because that's when the election is um, for for public officials for the most part. I do think that uh, again. Let me flesh on the on the bone of what the point that I make. We don't have a shortage of supply. That's not. There may be infinitesimally. I sat and flipped through this morning, looked at like dairy numbers year over year here in the United States, pork production, uh, beef production, poultry production, um, <coughs> supplies, uh, APHIS inspections, the number of APHIS inspections for vegetables around the country um, would it would suggest and imply that we have the same volume of products in the supply mm. chain with with maybe a one or two differential. And I agree that we're, we're seeing shortages in, in stores places and the potential for shortages in stores. That's not, the, that's not my point. My mm-hmm. point is, is that we have the supply. We're not finding yeah, necessarily all the product and when it does get to a store, it's outrageously priced for all the reasons that you just mm-hmm. you did. You, you left out one but component of your argument, which Jay, no, no, hold on. Jay, there's one component of that that you did not include. Did you look at exports to China and why that supply chain is not making its way to the local store? But the the supply chain getting to China when it comes to food seems to be working pretty good. Plus, plus the imports from China, the things that you have. The prices that we have for raw commodities in the U.S. without it. Right. Yeah, but what about the imports? What about the import of commodities that you use to supplement that, like beef from Mexico and all these different, and and from uh, from North uh, from South America? I, I actually don't think your problem is indigenous. It's not in the USA. It's the supply of goods from the rest of the world. It's some of the luxuries that we take for granted now, now like bananas and what, where I'm come from. And I I think I'm sure this is happening here. It's just say you have your normal supply of milk or your normal supply of bread or your normal supply of um, beef. That's fine. And so you haven't got your normal supply of something else. And they eat more dairy, drink sorts, drink more milk, eat more cheese because not getting other things that normally part of the grocery shop. And that's what I think is, the, is happening here, that we're starting to see a, a lopsided market because an awful lot of raw material that we take for granted that aren't coming into the country and that's happening in the US and it's happening in the UK and it, you know you've got to listen I, I listened yesterday to what's happening in, uh, in your California ports I mean goodness me they're worried about your Thanksgiving a lot of presents aren't going to be available to be given to people because they've got them off the ships now that all of that supply and demand issue resonates to some it moves your whole market into a different a, a different sphere in terms of because on those orries there was probably lots of consumable goods from a point of view of food it would, would have been on those lorries to ship all these other presents in this is an astronomical nightmare we're about to go through economically and and what's really interesting is the press don't mention it at all it's not even part of the discussion. They just talk about whether inflation's transient or not, and that is ne- that's neither the one of us. Of neither one here. of us are arguing with you on the, those points, Andrew. The point is, yeah, I know. at the farm, 
We had a record crop of corn. We probably have a record crop of soybeans. Milk production has done nothing but increase. Pork production, all of these commodities. I can't speak to the everyday commodities in California. I don't know. They probably can't get anybody to harvest them, so they have a challenge. But farm commodities across the country are at an all-time high in terms of availability. The problem in the disruption is between the farm to the fork. And I'm saying that yeah. the majority of it is is leaving the country, and they blame something other than the real cause at the at the retail level because there's a supply disruption. But it's not yeah. at the farm. Well, I get that, and I, I didn't I didn't dispute that. And, with and, you. And, I just I, said to you, I might agree with agree, except for the word majority. Majority of uh, uh, food going to China. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that I don't think we're sending. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, the system is. Is a huge production, yeah, and it's been and and to date, and to date, we have not made some mistakes that the Europeans made, which, which all which in your case, Andrew, augmented your supply chain yep. uh, mm-hmm. from time to time, uh, and that probably exacerbates because of what you all have gone through in the last years. So right. the fact that Europe can't yeah, help sure. you, um, they're not going to fill this for right. you. Um, that makes your problem show up before ours. It does mean that ours shows up, right? And, yeah. and I right. think the big point, the big point, though, the, the biggest point to all of this is your hidden inflation number that you talked about before. I don't know if it's 40%, right? I don't know what the right number is, but it's darn sure not 5%. And it's exactly the United States stops, we stop functioning societally. Uh, in a norm, once we start getting to about seven or eight, nine percent, and if wages don't don't keep keep pace, and ten forty six bacon means that your wages aren't keeping pace. Yeah, I I could make the argument that the United States stops functioning properly January twenty first, twenty twenty one, but we'll come back to that later. I need to remind you that <laughs> one aspect of continuing to assist the U.S. functioning properly from a property rights standpoint because it all comes back to the ownership of property. That's really what's at risk, and that's what we are working yes, with is. at Protect the Harvest to get you the details to become a better advocate for all American citizens and the entrepreneurs and the supply chain working. And Protect the Harvest does just that. Protect the Harvest to make sure that people have access to the essentials of life. Get more details on the web at Protect the Harvest. We're back with the last segment of Roll Route right after this. Once again, just reminding you that Certified Piedmontese creates the opportunity for you, the cattleman, to get paid properly. Use your cows. These are not Piedmontese cows. Piedmontese sires on your cows. You get $180 over market price. Get closer to the consumer's food dollar. Marlon Will, full details. Loan. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Loose alongside Andrew Henderson. Wasting good stuff during the break. Jay Truitt. Uh, I saw Diesel. Where have you been? Have you just, have you just had to go to the John? Is that where you've just been? No. I went to the restroom, okay, though. Restroom. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> so, so, hey, okay. people that didn't, didn't, uh, didn't hey. So Listen to your earlier show, they won't understand that. Jay, I know, but do you know, right, do you know that, right, how much do you think we're paying for a gallon of uh, of diesel here in the UK right now, Trent? Come on. 
Less than less than bacon. Less than a pound Not of bacon. Not much for a gallon of uh, diesel here. <laughs> for a gallon of diesel, right? One gallon of diesel. Oh, am I going to have to do math? Nine bucks a gallon. Okay. Nine bucks. Nine dollars a gallon. And it's gone up. Yeah, nine dollars. And it's gone up. Um, in wow. the last three weeks, it's gone up fifty cents in three weeks. It's going up on a daily basis now. So, um, like when I was with you in February, March, twenty twenty, what did diesel cost then? Five bucks a gallon. So you're historically so two times two higher than us. Yeah, right. I, I, well, I remember, you, you I remember Jimmy Carter. I remember Jimmy normally. I remember Jimmy Carter because it was when we had stagflation. We had three day week, which meant that um, four days before they turned the uh, the electricity off for three days a week. Um, I was <clears throat> I was at uh, eleven years of age when that happened. Um, I see everything like that happening right now, and I see it happening this winter. And um, what's happening here is that this is th- what here is different. Is I remember we had uh, had a, a free press that told the truth, told us what was happening, why it was happening. And uh, nowadays we don't have a free press, so they're not telling anybody that this is on the horizon. And yet it's just to come out and just be there uh, when nobody expects it to happen. And it's um, it's quite incredible how we have a compliant uh, press that aren't explaining what Armageddon is around the corner with regards to our economy. And um, you know, they've borrowed all this money. And, um, you know, we are going through a big sleaze report at the moment uh, on how 10 major politicians, I mean, you see this all the time in America, but 10 major politicians of how it all got released today, how much they as individuals through their families have been rewarded from PPE since the start of the pandemic. And we're going to see more and more of it. This has never been disclosed before, but we're starting to see it come out. And it's quite incredible because these 10 people are senior ministers in Boris Johnson's quang. Um, so starting to see for the first time in 15 years, well, maybe it's slightly less than that, our Democrat Party is pulling higher than our Republican Party. And believe me, that's hard to do because they are left of Lenin. And so I am mm-hmm. really scared where that's going to take us. We are in a, in a very unprecedented time because um, I think we're going to see uh, shortages of food, shortages of various other things. And, and, I, and I also believe that it is it's ha- going to happen in the next three months. I see things like this happening within the next three months. And that, what? I don't know politically where that's going to take us. Jay, Jay, uh- Jay, I don't know what wow. the enforcement of this is, but it was announced on Friday that starting this week, truck stops were only to allow any commercial trucking outfit to purchase 60 gallons of diesel at a time. Yeah, I saw something to that effect, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't factual basis for it. I saw the news story, but I could never track it down to mm-hmm. an actual, uh, um, Actual I, piece I of actually, paper somewhere. Yeah. Well, 
I'm, I'm going to talk I mean, to the truckers he, this morning and see what's going on with that to see if right. it's actually happening. If it's just more yeah. internet folklore, what's going on? Yeah, I, I well, saw some of those news stories. I, inevitably, though, inevitably, that's where we end. Right, it is. We're, we're going to have to do something if we can't keep the supply chain moving. You know, you know what? Uh, I, I guarantee you, Jay Truett, in some way, shape, or form, with the impact of the STL natural gas pipeline, if they lose that court case, whether you get gas from them or not, you're going to be impacted in Nevada, Missouri. Oh, sure. If you don't so think it's not going to impact propane prices for people that have the options, will. What happens when you get. You know, somebody. So you're quite. You're, got the I don't know. That, well, some, somebody without your resources. Go yeah, Andrew, if that happened, Somebody with your resources uh, can afford to go and buy propane. But what about the person that's below the poverty line or on the poverty line? That all of a sudden they cut a gas pipeline that's, you know, funneling gas straight into homes. What happens if they die because they haven't got the money to go and get some gas? At what point is that going to become a huge story all across America? We're going into the winter. Yeah. I think I think one of the interesting things that uh, uh, for those people that, uh, and I, you showed it, I think, during, um, uh, early this morning, um, for the people that got to see it, Trent, the map of where the U.S. population is congregated. And for the part, mm-hmm. natural gas is used for two basic things, right, in the United States. Commercial use, which probably increase, well, we can think through that a little bit, um, but um, also the production of all kinds of things and heating and, and in the manufacturing process of all kinds of things, including food in the United States, and, of course, home heat. Uh, but it's mostly uh, utilized in those in those densely populated areas, right? Um, that we do use it other places in the United States and not, not ignoring that at all, but we're mostly about people in town. I do think now, now I'm, now I'm, uh, now I'm having a real sad with everybody. I do think that you're more likely to get some attention for it. If it happens to pull in an urban area, than if it were to be poor people in a rural area. There are poor people in a rural area. They go, well, why don't you folks do something different? You know? And uh, why don't you figure it out? Well, they'll look at the people in the urban area, and most likely it's some little old man or little old woman or a couple, right, that run out of heat and or electricity because of a natural shortage somewhere in their area. And if you don't think that um, that, that won't get news, it will. Uh, again, I think it will get news. And I think it's coming to a city near you at some point here in the near future. As long as St. Louis is impacted, you'll be okay. We'll all be okay. If St. Louis isn't impacted, it'll be a no non-story. Nobody cares. Non-story, right? Yeah. It's and wow. I think the way that if I look at the pipeline route correctly, you're basically talking about the cities of St. Louis had moderate growth, but not not over Nashville, which has had phenomenal near almost like Dallas Fort Worth style growth in that whole entire area. 
Memphis, Tennessee, and and then moving on down um, closer to the Gulf to supply other commercial uses and to meet up with other pipelines. So we, <clears throat> yeah, um, Chicago will be, be fine, but you're right. right. If it just impacts, it won't make enough news, sadly. Sorry, people in Nashville. Um, they're not going to feel... They're not going to just blow it off that, oh, there's been a bunch of growth in that area and we just, this is just a, a short-term supply thing or the infrastructure. This mm-hmm. is, it'll be the same excuse that they made in California when they just screwed up their own infrastructure with regulatory language to the point that they couldn't even function. And now they have wildfires being created by power lines falling all over the state. And, and nobody's talk about that anymore. Every once in a while, they finally admit it. If you go back and look at the causes of a bunch of these fires, it is from power lines and transformers that explode. Um, and so, you know, government, government won't be held to task until, um, a, sadly, in the United States, government will be held to task until it fails. And until we until we personally hold them accountable, and that's what I'm going to do in Nebraska. Yeah. These three people who failed, Don Bacon, uh, some guy named Sass, and Deb Fisher, need to be held accountable. And we're, I didn't switch from talking about a pipeline. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about we can no longer just sit back and say, oh, well, they didn't do what I wanted them to do. No, you got to get loud and say, you, you fail this pipeline for no reason whatsoever, right. you're gone. You're out of here. You uh, live in a representative uh, republic, why? and it's going to stay that why? way. Trent, um, yeah. this morning. Agreed. That is, I, the, I, that I, is the point. Andrew. Trent, this morning I, 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 uh, I, I failed to remember to tell you something. Iowa, I don't know whether you've seen this. Um, Iowa has just had a big pull done on various issues around the economy and around the effectiveness of your current incumbent in the White House. And this was his lowest uh, um, score to date. He scored 33% in Iowa, 33%. Um, I was reminded, because I read the whole article, this is the lowest a president has had since Carter. Well, the wow. sad part about of Iowa is he can talk about ethanol for three seconds and boom, it'll go to 53. I. <laughs> you know what? If you're in a coloratorium, uh, if you're in a coloratorium listening to the speech, maybe, maybe not. That's yeah. my only. That's my only. Yeah, I know. Here, I just, right? I just, yeah, but this is, this you've got to remember these figures the are before. These figures are before the bovine fecal matter hits the fan. These figures yeah, are before the I bovine know. fecal matter, uh, matter hits the fan. You know, Jay, Jay understands. Andrew does not. Nobody ever lets an Iowa farmer get away with anything, so we just always have to stick our spurs in their ribs a little bit because they oh, gave us Obama. God. That's where it yeah. all started. All right, yeah, we have successfully people. journeyed down the road, lighting up your life, making sure that you continue to light up your life and your home. For Andrew Henderson, J. Trudd, I'm Trent Luce. All three of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And one final thing before I let you go, if you're interested in, I've been talking about this for quite a while. Now we've finally got the system in place. The supply chain is fixed. <laughs> well, on our end, anyway. Loose tails paraphernalia swag. Is that what we call it? 
We've got the pair of loose tails, old fashioned, old fashioned coffee mugs. They drink coffee fantastic. And we have loose tails caps, white, blue, and khaki. If you're interested, get a hold of me. Just want to make it happen. I got an order sheet. Get a hold of me. Loose tail swag. Create